0: This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the Best Hockey Talk on 105.9 The X. My guest right now is one of the Penguins' all-time greats. He's in town now for the Mario Lemieux Fantasy Camp, and will be back in Pittsburgh April 3rd to speak about his battle with opioid use. It's Big Artie, Kevin Stevens. Artie, how are things going at the Fantasy Camp? I hear you're playing through some injury.
1: Oh, Marcus, you wouldn't believe it, yeah. Play, I don't know how many years I've been playing hockey. Oh, you know, I played 15, 16 years, and so I've never had a late spike. I come to this fantasy camp, I can't even walk. I got late spikes. like, I haven't, I haven't seen, you know, you're supposed to get a late spike when you sweat. Christ, I haven't sweat in two years, I still got a late spikes. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
0: well, you're a gutsy competitor. I'm sure you'll, you'll play through it. Uh, what, what's it like being on skates again? And with Mario out there too, and a lot of guys you played with and against, I know Paul Coffey showed up today. That's yeah. gotta feel real special.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's great to be back, you know, here in Pittsburgh with these guys. There's so many good guys here, Mark. You know all the guys. It's uh, it's the same, you know, it's the same crew, and it just seems like it's, it seems like we never left. You know, it brings back great memories and uh, just hanging out with those guys. You know, how the locker room is being around those guys, and we had so many special moments here. A lot of uh, guys that you know I, I know in the league here too. We had a great bunch of guys, Mario and then Nancy. They do a great job bringing in good guys.
0: Now you're coming back to Pittsburgh April 3rd to talk about your substance abuse problems for a group called family links and for your group the power forward foundation that's got to be hard for you to do Artie, but also very rewarding i'm sure
1: yeah it is it's um it's tough you know the kind of um you know the situation if you look at the whole situation how it all happens and how this thing went down you know it was um. you know, it, it, it kind of was one of those things where, you know, I, I didn't hit it. I hit a picture at 20 years old. I was on top of the world, when I hit it. You know, I never, and that's what I kind of, you know, I talked about, you know, with kids and people about choices. You know, I made one bad choice in a 30-second decision, and it kind of put my life in a 24-year little spin here, you know. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's a tough story, and it's a tough, um but I think, you know, with what I did and who I I can reach people that maybe other people can't reach. And I think uh you know, I'm here to help people. I got help to get to where I am right now, and it's been very important for me to go out and, you know, try to help people, and, that, and that's what Family Links does, and it's going to be a good partnership, so hopefully we'll be able to help some people and get them going in the right direction, Marcus, you know.
0: Now, you're clean going on two years, which is terrific. How tough has the recovery been, and does it get easier as time goes on?
1: Yeah, it definitely gets easier. You know, it was uh, the first eight, eight or nine months, it's kind of tough because you're you're still in that you know, that mode you know, feeling bad for yourself, you know, what I did, how I did this, and it's kind of, uh it takes a little while to get that purpose of life back, you know, in addiction, it's kind of, you get in this rut where you're kind of stuck, and you really don't have a purpose, you know, you go through life just trying to maintain that, you know, not being sick, kind of the opiate stuff, and it, it, it really takes you down a road that's very hard to recover from, so you pull yourself out of, if you're an addict, and, you know, in addiction, you need to pull yourself out of it for a while, you can't not 30 days, it's not, you know, two months, it's it's time to, to realize there's a purpose for me again. A, there was a purpose for me again, and I kind of realized that after eight or nine months, and I feel great now, you know, I it's, it's, really feel good, which is, you know, which is it's a miracle, Marcus. I didn't know, you know, if I could have that happen again, you know.
0: Now, how much did the hockey lifestyle contribute to your addictions? Because drinking's part of the hockey culture, but not really drugs, not so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking. You know, having beers with guys after game, that was just part of it. And uh, drinking—I never put drinking in front of hockey. You never. I never thought I would put anything ever in front of hockey, Mark. You know, you know, the type of person I was, and how I, how I wanted. You know, the biggest thing for me was how we we're going to win that game that night, and I was—I loved every part of it. I loved being on the team. I loved being in that atmosphere. But, but being in the NHL, yeah, it's it's you know, I think, you know, I, I hit that that part of it being by you know being in action being in that lifestyle and and i think the biggest thing the hardest thing for me was when i when i did get into trouble when i did go into rehabs and try to get clean i went right back into hockey again you know i didn't give myself enough time really to to get clean and get sober and find a different way of life i kind of got thrown back into the the part of it which you know it's not my fault it's just the nature of the beast and um you know, it was tough for me, and it definitely, um, you know, I, you know action, that's that's what we grew up on. You know, we grew up playing hockey, and that's all, all the things at the heart of it is, is, you know, it's a lot of fun if you can handle it. And I, I found out that I couldn't handle it after I got into drugs.
0: Now, you talked about the one bad decision you made that affected uh, a quarter century of your life. That was using cocaine for the first time, if memory yeah. serves. Talk about that night and just how that happened and how quickly things got out of control.
1: Yeah, it happened... Uh, just like any other night when we were playing the Rangers, we had just won two cups. We are going for our third Stanley Cup when I was out in a nightclub like with all the guys, and someone handed me this thing, and now I know it was cocaine. I had no idea what cocaine was. I never did a drug market. I never smoked pot, never did anything. So when someone handed me I was kind of like, you know, I, I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't know what to think. So, like I said, it was a 30-second decision. I went in and did it, and, and I made that choice. You know, I made that choice to kind of, it didn't like that night, I just thought, you know I was having a good time. I didn't think anything I knew nothing about addiction, I didn't know I had this gene in my head, I knew nothing about addiction. I knew nothing about that, so you know, I just thought it was going to be another night I'd get up the next day, and everything would be great, but as it, as it kind of progressed down the road, you know I, I had this thing and it was in my mind and my an obsession that was kind of control- not controlling me, but it was there, and I never ever had anything that Got in the way of hockey, you know. Nothing was always 100% hockey. And it's kind of like it ate at me a little bit. It wasn't like I was doing it all the time. It was just in my mind. And it kind of took me down this this road where, you know, as you do it more and you get more, it's just it's just a progression. Addiction is progression. And it took me down a road that, you know, that one decision took me, you know, 24 years to get get my life back.
0: We're talking to Kevin Stevens. He's in town for the Mario Lemieux Fantasy Camp. He'll be speaking on behalf of... Family Links, and the Power Forward Foundation about opioid use in Pittsburgh on April 3rd. Uh, You had that real bad collision in 93 in that playoff game against the New York Islanders, Artie, and you had to have your face reconstructed. How much did that contribute to your problems with opioids?
1: Yeah, I think that started it with the opioids, but, you know, like we just talked about that night, in New York City was kind of opened up the can of worms, Mark. It's kind of like, you know, it was kind of like it already opened. I'm not sure... If that injury would, would have, like, activated, might have maybe, but I didn't, I didn't get into opiates, like, all the time. Like, when I was playing, I never did opiate. I kind of, when I was tired, I got hurt in a gym in some way, and someone handed me, that's when it kind of took off for me. And I, like I said, I already opened up that can of worms, and I already got a taste for the pain medication, and, and that's when it kind of took off in my life. It kind of took me down this path that, you know, that I never knew I'd go, but it just, um, You know, having the scene and being an addict, you know, I had to accept it, and it took me a long time to do that. And, uh, you know, it was painful. It it hurt. You know, there's a lot of pain. I think when the pain gets so bad, that's when you're kind of going to put a halt to it. But it took me a long time to kind of get it.
0: Now, the Penguins have been great, I know, through your problems. I know Mario has helped Mark Reckey, and of course, you're scouting for the Penguins, correct? Yes, yes.
1: So I'm doing college, uh, free agent stuff which is good because my son plays at Yale and I can go watch him and then I can watch the other teams to play. So it's been great. The Penguins have been great. Mario's been great. Rex brought me into the rookie camp and kinda of like that kinda of opened up the eyes again. I got to see some of my friends that I haven't seen in a while because, you know, addiction kinda of isolates people and, you know, as much as they want to help, you know, I'm the one that has to take the first step. And it was great to get there. And Mr Rutherford, of who I didn't know at all, you know, he was you know, he was gracious enough to give me a job, you know. He didn't have to do that, you know, and uh he let me come back and be part of this organization, which I've always loved, you know that it's the only thing I really only team I ever want to see do well and uh you know, I'm just happy to be back and happy to feel good and be part of these guys again, you know, it's fun.
0: Well, like I mentioned a bit ago, uh you're sober, you're clean going on two years. Why do you think it's working this time? Because you have tried before. Yeah, it's um I don't
1: know why it's, you know, I don't know why it's working, where it's not really, you know, I, you kind of get into a point where your life, where I, I guess it was enough was enough, and you, know, you kind of get to a point where you say, you know, I gotta, uh, I gotta kind of go one way or the other. It's another choice, you know, I gotta make a right to, is there a left turn, a left right turn, a left turn. I made a right turn, and I used the people I needed to use to help me get clean, you know, help me get something to live away from, like I said, you know that I'm happy with. You know, like before I was trying to sober, I didn't want to be sober. I want, I wanted to be part of something. I don't know what, but I didn't. And this time, I kind of bought into the the whole program, the whole the way you got to live. And you know, and then as time went on, like I said, I I I start to feel a purpose again. I get a job back here in Pittsburgh. and my friends back. It's like it'd be crazy for me to, you know, to go out and and, and, and but you know what, go out and do something, but. One day at a time for me, Marty. I really have to live that way because I know, you know, tomorrow it could be different. You know, if I don't if I do not do what I'm supposed to do and keep this thing right up front, you know, then, then my, life, my life will be great if I keep this in the number one slot, which I never did before, you know.
0: Now, when you make your speeches like you will on April 3rd in Pittsburgh, and that's going to be at the PPG Paints Arena in one of the conference rooms, by the way, when you talk, do you swear? Because, Artie, that's a big part of your delivery. I, I hope you swear. Drop a few F-bombs. I mean, come on.
1: Oh, I know, Mark. Yeah. You used, to, you used to hear me from in that press box when I was getting a penalty. That was, you know,
0: <laughs> the whole, my
1: mother, my mother heard that back in Pembroke. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, different audiences, Marcus. you got to be, you know, you, we all change the way we talk to them with different people. But it's, yeah, it's, you know, I talk to a lot of teams, hockey teams, and, you know, I relate to them people a little better. And then, you know, when you're on groups, it's, it's, you know, what a good thing about it, Marcus, about when I do my speech, it's kind of, it's my story, so I know it's not a motivational story. I just tell the truth. I try to, you know, tell people I made a bad choice, and you know, and I tell them the path it took me. And like, you know, these people, you don't know. I didn't know. I remember, like, people sitting there talking to me when I'm sitting in those seats at the Civic Ring, come, someone coming and talking to me. And I'm saying, you know, I wanted, all I want to do is take a nap, you know, Marcus, and like, you know, that now, I'm the person up there talking, and that, that's how that's how things can turn, and that's how I kind of turn. It's a bad choice. I made some bad choices that put me in this situation.
0: What's your take on the Penguins now, going for three Stanley Cups in a row? You're one of the few guys who really knows what it's like because you gave it a run with the Penguins in yeah.
1: 93. Yeah, it's um... – You know, it's great to see. They have a, they have
0: a chance. You
1: know, you know how it is. It's so hard to win a Stanley Cup, but they're in the mix. You know, they're going to be right there. Again, they have, they have players that know how to win. They have players that know how to crank it up at the right time. And, uh, you know, they have the ability to do that. They have the ability to to play well when they really have to. And, uh, they get enough big players to do it. And I think they're going to give their best shot and, uh, hopefully they'll get the goaltender. They get the bounces. They get through those. Those rounds that you know that are very tough. It's very tough to win it. You know that, and I hope you'll have enough gas left to be able to do it another time here.
0: Well, Artie, thanks for taking the time. Uh, continued success in your recovery. I saw you about a year ago when uh, your son Ryan, I think, was in town to play, and you yeah. looked good then. And yeah. it sounds like you're doing even better now. And uh, and I just hope you can battle through this the uh, lace bite. That sounds debilitating.
1: <laughs> that is, that's the worst thing
0: I got right now going, but it's tough <laughs> Artie, good stuff. Hey, I'm going to drop up tomorrow. I'll see you up at the rink. All right, I appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon. That's Kevin Stevens, Big Artie. What a great story, and it sounds like it's uh, really headed in the right direction. And and by the way, uh, when Kevin played for the Penguins, he would drop an F-bomb on the ice. You could literally hear it in the press box over the crowd. We weren't kidding about that. His mother, who's the greatest, she's still around. Uh, Kevin's dad, Big Artie, that's where he gets the name. His dad was Artie. Kevin's dad passed away a few years ago, but uh, just a great guy. And I have talked to Mrs. Stevens when she's been in town, and she would always refer to Kevin's use of that lovely word. And really, it's an art form. I don't think anybody ever used the F-bomb better than than Kevin Stevens. So thanks to Artie for joining us. Uh, the Mario Lemieux Fantasy Camp, uh, a great cause and certainly a great time. We got Josh Owey to talk hockey at 4.30. It's the Mark Madden Show 105.9.